0: If you move yourself in just the right position or shift yourself forward enough or back enough or to the right or to the left all of a sudden you find this place of balance so that was the first like kind of check of consciousness that i that i had with uh with my body and that was probably the first connection that i had as far as uh mindfulness it was it was connection of body and and uh just where it is in space and how to find better balance Hi, I'm Jake Faree, and you're entering a world gone good.
1: Well, hello and welcome. My name's Steve, and I am so happy you've decided to join me. You can catch up on previous episodes of World Gone Good on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music iHeartRadio, Simplecast, or wherever you are currently listening, because that's where you are, and so works for you, works for me. Look, if you want to subscribe, rate, and or review, that is awesome. You can also follow us on Instagram at Gone Good Podcast. Okay, let me see, I've checked off all the stuff on the list I'm supposed to plug. Yep, yep, done good. Let's start the show. Yoga, noun, a Hindu spiritual and aesthetic. Discipline, a part of which, including breath control, simple meditation, and the adoption of specific bodily postures, is widely practiced for health and relaxation. Sounds good to me, especially after last year we all had. I think it probably sounds good to all of us. Today, we're going to get present and mindful and a bit bendy with my guest, yoga master, Jake Furee. Well, hello, sir, and welcome to World Gone Good, the show where we... Shine the light through the darkness, look for some light in the darkness, and, and just try to make people see that there's still good in the world. Um, we, I usually to start with a really general question, it's going to sound ridiculous when I ask you this question. So here it is: What's good about yoga?
0: <laughs> that, is, that does sound like a ridiculous question. Um, everything. No. Um, what, what is good about yoga? Um, I think that's a different answer for everybody. Uh, for me, it has been a different answer uh, throughout the entire time that I've been doing it. And I've been practicing now for 15 years. Uh, I will say that one thing that I keep going back to is yoga allows me to to really feel and to process. And I think that is so needed right now, especially with everything that's going on. Uh, but it has been my lifesaver in these last, these last eight months. Um, it forces me to to actually sit, reflect, feel, um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's helped keep me grounded throughout, throughout everything that's going on. So for me in this moment, what's good about yoga is it forces me to feel.
1: So there's obviously a process here. You didn't wake up one day and suddenly you're a yoga yogi master. What is the process for somebody to become a yogi?
0: Uh, Again, an answer that's, uh, I think that's different for everybody. I can only speak of based off of what it has been for me. Um, I went to my first yoga class 15 years ago in Los Angeles. And I went in there with this aspect of knowing that I'm not going to be liking yoga, (laughs) (laughs) crappy attitude to to start with. (laughs) I'm like, I know this is not for me but I do know that I need it um, and at the moment it was, I need it for flexibility purposes. I've always been somebody who has been very active in the gym um, and my muscles were great for show, but they were not very functional um, in the aspect of I wasn't able to, to really move all that wonderful throughout my body. My body was always sore, I wasn't very flexible, but I decided, hey, let's give yoga a shot um, and I decided to commit to myself for a month Um, and see what happens. And my first class, I'll never forget. I, uh, I put myself in the practice. I kind of put myself in the back of the room in the corner where I really wouldn't be that seen. And I was like, ah, there's a nice little old lady over here. I'll just go sit next to her and, and see what's going on. And I kid you not, like the entire time I was cussing out this lady in my head because my body was shaking. I was so bad at everything. And she was just so smoothly moving through everything. Like it was the most easiest thing that she's ever done. Um, so the entire time there was a lot of uh, chat in my mind of like, who is she? Who does she think she is? She's trying to show me up. Uh, so it was a huge ego check for the get-go. Uh, fast forward about two weeks into it. Um, an instructor asked us to get into this pose she walked us through and i was able to do something that when i first started it felt like it was going to be impossible and that right there was my mind shift it was my click all of a sudden the impossible became possible and it basically changed every thought pattern in my own brain and my way of thinking and i've been hooked ever since so it was like week two like towards the end of week two when the impossible became possible and then from there i was hooked
1: so there's obviously a connection that's going on because you just said it so well. We we can talk ourselves into things and we can talk ourselves out of things. So where did this take you as a person in other realms of in that two weeks getting into that position saying, I can get here? How did that elevate you in other aspects of your life? Was there anything specific that you were working on as a human being that changed?
0: At the time, I guess it was, it was uh, not – feeling good enough about myself thinking that everything was impossible, or I wasn't worthy, or I wasn't good enough to do something. And yoga was the first click of being like, hey, wait, there's, there's more there. Take the time to, you know, you took the time to, to, to learn and to show up. And just by showing up and paying attention, the body eventually changes and it does create this shift of the mind. And it did. It really changed the way that my mind was working at the time of thinking that like, Hey, I can't do this. This is impossible to, Hey, wait, this is possible. And it made me be like, what else is possible? What isn't possible? And it just kind of excelled from there. And I will say that I've basically taken that lesson into everything that I've done since then.
1: And did you start from there? I mean, did you start taking classes to become a Yogi from there? How did it work?
0: um i will say probably about year two i was like hey i really i've always been somebody who once i really enjoy something i'm like all right now i want to put some more effort into it and let's see what i can do to make this more part of my life and then so from there year two i was like hey i you know i think i want to get certified and at the time when i was just putting in the thought i was living in los angeles and and i was a personal trainer and my Business at the time was very busy. It was 2007. Um, so everything was really great with the economy. Everything was was booming. Um, and then 2008, beginning of 2008, or maybe the end of 2007, um, I met somebody and we decided, hey, let's move to New York. So we moved to New York, and then all of a sudden the economy, bam, it tanked. And then I found myself basically out of work, at the time because like i moved to a new place and i moved to a new place with the attitude of like ah, oh, like i was really successful in la like i'm just going to start off and have a bunch of clients when i move in new york and it's like no wait man like things take time to build up <laughs> and i didn't really give myself that time i just kind of expected it um and i ended up having a lot of time on my hands so i was like this is the time to actually go and get certified and put in the effort and really invest into you know the thing that i love which is yoga and so i spent uh you know, I think it was like a six-month program or a three-month program in in uh, New York was the first training that I went through for yoga, and that was a two hundred hour s- certification. And then from there, I've I've uh, you know keep on increasing my education and trying out different modalities and allowing it to expand in different uh, different ways, different ways.
1: So there's a connection here with yoga and mindfulness because there is a presentness, pre- presence present, and present, present. You know what I'm saying? You didn't get where the word I'm saying. Um, <laughs> talk to me a little bit about mindfulness.
0: Uh, with mindfulness, I will say with with yoga, it was first about really finding this connection of a body, and realizing that if you move yourself in just the right position, or shift yourself forward enough, or back enough, or to the right or to the left, all of a sudden you find this place of balance. So that was the first like kind of check of consciousness that I that I had with. Uh, with my body. And that was probably the first connection that I had. As far as uh, mindfulness, it was it was connection of body and, and uh, just where it is in space and how to find better balance. And when you're allowing yourself to stay that focused or that present with the body, it can't help but surface up into the mind, at least that's how it worked for me. So it was like when I was able to start getting into my uh, getting into more advanced versions of, of yoga poses. I will say that you have to be so completely present in order to be able to get a lot of those. And so it wasn't necessarily something that I was searching for at the time, as far as, uh, you know, mindfulness or, uh, awareness in that sense, it just came based off of what I was doing within the practice. It's kind of just like it's snuck in there because you have to be fully present in order to stay fully balanced.
1: <laughs> right. Right. Or you'll fall over. Yeah. So also there's a thing that I love, um, I don't know what it's technically called, but I call it four eight seven breathing, um, which is uh, an inhale of four, a hold of eight, and an exhale of seven. Do I have those numbers right? Because that's how I do it. Maybe it's different numbers for different people, but um, that was a whole thing that I learned in a mindful mindfulness class that I went to, to just um, just recalibrating yourself into the present moment, listening to your breathing you know, and calming yourself down. I have friends who use it and they tell me they use it to go to sleep, which makes me laugh because it's, it's that powerful. So there is some, um, meditation that's going on in yoga as well.
0: There is. Um, and, and I will say, just to kind of address the four, eight, seven that you were talking about, there's lots of different ways that you can breathe and a lot of different tricks. Uh, usually breath work is called pranayama. Um, so there's lots of different techniques that you can do some people do the four eight seven but simple can do four 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 or just lengthen the inhale and lengthen the exhale the main purpose behind it is it gives you swing for your mind to focus on and so if you're sitting there counting your breath all of a sudden you're bringing yourself completely focused into what's going on in this moment so you're focusing on being present and so that's what creates that that bit of a, um, a calmness it's being present um and I went to that, and then I kind of forgot what your, what your question was, Mind, mindfulness and yoga. <laughs> Meditation, again, it's, it's, it's going into mindfulness, and you can, just like the pranayama or the breath work that you were doing, there's lots of different ways that you can do it. Uh, one thing that I really enjoy doing is more of the guided meditations, where they're actually taking you on some kind of journey. Um, and so, I've been doing a lot of those lately. I really enjoy that just because it brings you, you know, it brings your mind focused on one thing. And then it also takes you into your own imagination. So, you're making up, in a way, like your own world um, in that aspect, where you can, you know, I, I use it as a time to, to manifest and to set goals and to really get a clear visual of what it is that I want. Uh, other ways that you can do meditation, a lot of times people just have it. So, you're sitting there in silence, which I think is probably the most challenging. For people to do, especially if you're starting out, I would 100% like recommend doing the guided meditations first because it's a lot easier to bring yourself focused onto, you know, hearing somebody's voice or putting your attention into that and using imagination and visualization as a helper versus just sitting there and try to clear out the entire mind. The thing about the mind that we end up learning in meditation is. The mind's a, a tricky little fuck. Like, it, it likes to bring you all over the place. It's there to kind of, and sometimes to distract you, and thoughts are going to come in. And that's just, that's the process. And I think people get frustrated with meditation because they're like, ah, oh, like, I can't stop the thinking of the mind. And the thing is, when you have something to focus on, let's say it's your your breath, it brings your awareness into one thing. And it's not to say the mind will not sneak away because it will. Like I said, that's what the mind does. But our goal within meditation is be aware of when the mind sneaks away and just redirect it back into that state of focus, that place of, of right. breath or connection to what's going on in the moment. And the more you're able to, to do it and the more practice you have in meditation, what you'll start to notice is your mind doesn't drift away or sneak away as often because you have better control of it. And you notice a whole lot quicker when it sneaks away that you can reel it back right. in. And then that right there is the secret. And that's the trick behind, you know, living life in a mindful way, because our mind, especially our critical mind, it has it's so judgmental and it's a lot of people have this, this I know that I did this awful critical mind that would just beat myself up all the time. And now if I ever get to that point where, you know, that critical mind shows up or or it, it tries to you know, beat me up or put me down, I notice it so quickly now that I'm just like, wait, wait, that's not true, that's not how I want to be talked to. Here, instead, is something else to be thinking about. So I change the tone of what's going on in that mental mind uh, a whole lot faster, because I'm a whole lot more aware of when the mind sneaks away.
1: Isn't that amazing too, because how we can talk to ourselves in our brain, we'd never let an outside person talk to us the way we sometimes talk to ourselves.
0: 100% I would even say not I, one of my biggest moments that I've had in my yoga practice happened to me in Shavasana, which is, you know, if you're not familiar with it, suppose that you come into the very end of the practice, you're basically just lying there. And it's a great way to let the entire body just relax and allow the mind to relax. And and I, I will say that a lot of times when you're in Shavasana, you end up having these kind of epiphany moments or these aha moments, where all of a sudden something makes sense, or you get some kind of message. And I remember I was sitting there one day, or laying there one day. And this aspect came in and I started hearing the way that I talked to myself and I think so many times we end up talking to ourselves in this kind of repeated pattern that we don't realize what it is. We have to become aware that we're treating ourselves like shit because a lot of times we just go along doing it and think that's just how it is. And I remember sitting laying there and hearing what I was saying to myself or the things that I would be saying to myself at the time and I was like, I had this thought of like I would never even talk to a stranger like a enemy this way i would never talk to anybody the way that i'm talking to my to myself and it that was like another aha moment in in yoga for me it was like all right let's let's back up yeah yeah <laughs> and how would you how would you treat a friend that was going through what you're going and that right there was actually probably one of the biggest uh moments in my entire life like it completely changed everything because it first brought awareness to you know to how i was treating myself and then it actually gave me a place to being like wait a minute i'm better than that i deserve more than this and at the time it was like i can only be my friend right now right. <laughs> so let's start with their friendship and i learned how to treat myself like a friend and then from there i was like hey what's it like if i treated myself like a lover and then i started changing the way that i would speak based off of you know if it was somebody that i just fully loved and that was the second shift the third shift this right here was just like completely like it just blew my mind i had this moment of what would it be like if i treated myself like a child like a little version of myself that was going through what i'm going through how would i handle the situation and that right there because you know the love you have for a child is unconditional so if you're able to get into a place where you can unconditionally love yourself and treat yourself with that same kind of respect it's Completely will change, you know, the voices that you hear in your mind, and change that critical mind as well. And you learn to be able to talk to yourself with with more respect. And it's I think it's so sad that we have to like that I had to break it down in that way and be like, all right, let's take the first step and just be friends with myself. <laughs> but it was like at the time I just wasn't. I was not a friend with myself. I was, you know, I treated myself like the worst enemy out there.
1: Sure. No, that makes total sense though because because that's the thing is because the mind, what we think. And what we believe about the world and even ourselves is what the mind believes. And it's, I, I interviewed, uh, Ingrid Clay, um, who is a, as a trainer and a, and a dietitian and, and a, and a, and a, soul caretakers, what she calls herself. Mm. And she talks about like, if you're for some of her clients, if you're constantly telling yourself, I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm never going to not be fat. That's what your be- brain's going to believe until 100%. you can make the shift. You got to make the shift. Now jumping back for a second, because this will hopefully make you laugh. So meditation, I'm obsessed. I have a, uh, app called budify and I fucking love it. And it's there's a free version. But I am the person who, if I like your product, I will pay the $4.99 to get the upgraded version. Because you're worth the $4.99. <laughs> so it's got like a little wheel. And there's 70 different meditations on it. And they're like, it's so great because you can change the person who's giving you the meditation. And I love making them Australian. Because when Australian people tell you things, this is a nice little lift to the voice that's just nicer. So I'm obsessed with my Budify. So my husband buys me this clock. I'm looking at it right now and it's got, it's a sound element kind of clock and it does the ocean and does, you know, the forest and it does crickets and all the shit. Well, one of the things on there is meditation. So I sent him one night. I'm like, Hey, do you want to listen to one of the meditations on the clock before we go to bed? He's like, yeah. So I press meditation and the way it's recorded on this clock Is so quickly, she's literally like this. Close your eyes, breathe in, breathe out. How do you feel? Okay. Think of a water. Think water. Water rushing. Is the water calming? How do you feel? And we started (laughs) we started laughing because he goes, Did you did you press something on there to speed her up? I go, No, she's just talking so quickly. It's not even I can't even take the time to meditate. Like, and I think that's like such a key thing at times, especially for you know, when you're in a stressful situation, is Taking the breath, stepping back, not responding immediately. And this speaks into something that maybe you can speak to too, which is our phones and the energy that we put into the time we spend on our phones. Do you have any thoughts on helping people get away from their phones? I know that sounds Um, crazy.
0: I will say probably 90% of the day, my phone is on do not disturb. Oh, good for you. And that makes for me. It makes all the difference because I'll look at my phone when I'm like, uh, for one, I never have the ringer on, a hundred percent. So even if it's not on Do Not Disturb, it will be on vibrate. Um, and I think that's that's helpful. Turn off notifications on stuff. I think that's a definitely everybody should do that. That way you're not getting dinged every time you get a Facebook message or Instagram message or whatnot. So turn off notifications. I and you know I just kind of a lot. The time that i have throughout the day and i'll look at my phone every every once in a while i don't normally let it go i also don't have any kids so i don't have to like sit there and like you know worry if my kids are okay i know a lot of people right, right. are like oh i can't turn my phone on silent and what if something happens but you can like allow certain calls to come in so you can you know program it that way so i would say turn off notifications you know put your phone on vibrate or do not disturb especially if you're if you have time that you're planned with other people or something like that, like the worst thing is when you're on the phone, when you're having lunch with somebody or, you know, be committed to the person that you're with, <laughs> turn off the distractions, be present. Um, and I would say put in the, you know, put in the effort, be present with the things that you are doing. And if you have You know a moment where you don't necessarily have to be so present then maybe that's the time that the phone ringer could be on or something like that or you're checking your message uh checking your messages but i I think it's important to keep that stuff in check so you're not you know falling down that hole because all of a sudden you see i don't know i've definitely have done this myself where it's like oh like i'm really into french bulldogs
1: (laughs) okay (laughs) and so
0: like instagram will put up like a i'll see like some french bulldog thing and i'll just like oh and then I'll start falling down the hole and all of a sudden I've like spent t- 12 minutes looking at different <laughs> French bulldogs. Right. Um, so it's like, why fall down that hole?
1: <laughs> yeah, but no, that's – I have – my husband and I have that rule. Like there's no phones at dinner. We actually – we have a rule too. We started a couple of years – like more than 10 years ago. We've been together 13 years. So I mm. – like three years into our Congratulations,
0: relationship. Congratulations and amazing.
1: Thank you. Yeah, we haven't killed each other yet, but we're going to get there. No. So no. we are – um. Like, we made a rule three years in where I was like, it was me who made it. First of all, we don't have a television in our bedroom. Everybody thinks I'm insane. I'm like, nope, I've never had a television in my bedroom. I know myself. I cannot have it because I need to be able to rest here. You know, the bedroom needs to be a quiet, safe zone, not a TV zone. Also, we don't have – we don't eat in front of the TV, even on Oscar night, even on Super Bowl – we pause it. You know what I mean? We go. We spend our time. And the key thing, too, for us is we do what you just talked about. I'll. If we go out to a restaurant, I mean, obviously, we're in a different world at the moment. But in good times, when we used to go out to restaurants, um, the phone would be in my back pocket and everything would be off. It's just there in case of an emergency. But the importance of being present and just being together and not being Looking for that validation that you were just talking about you know that the phone can give you, whether it's social media or or looking at you know falling down an Instagram hole of whatever it might be that you're interested in
0: yeah no i I think it's I'm gonna command you because I think it's really uh wonderful that you guys set up those you know those boundaries and those those uh routines of you know these rules of let's not eat in front of the t v or you know, no TV in the room. Like, it's like you set those places up for specific things and then it gives it more of a, I don't know, it's like kind of, I don't know why I want to say altar. Like (laughs) it's more of an an honoring for, you know, the certain things like the living room is there for the TV or the bedroom is there for, you know, stuff that goes on in the bedroom, Um, Exactly right. you know, the kitchen table is there to be eaten on.
1: (laughs) You started your own business. Did you have your own, do you have your own studio? I do not have my own studio, but I've been
0: doing my own thing for a very long time. And I'm very, very thankful right now that I do not have my own studio. Uh, everything is very easily online for what I'm doing right now. Um, I was working out of a few uh, yoga studios and some gyms. A lot of my stuff was one-on-one private clients or some group clients. Um, and then I would take over rooftops in town, which, uh, which I'm still actually doing now where i would go in there and you know run out the rooftop space or make some kind of deal with the hotel with you know we're making postings or whatever to be able to use the space and i've used that as kind of you know people purchase the tickets through my website and and stuff like that and then i host at certain spots um and that's what i've been doing i have a online a whole online program that i've had for the last three years thank goodness because you know as soon as the pandemic and all of a sudden people were forced to do online stuff. I, you know, I had stuff that was already available. I didn't have to, there still was definitely the hustle and, you know, quickly get all your stuff together, uh, when they had the shutdown. But, um, I will say that I, I, I definitely was a little bit, uh, ahead of the curb on that, at least having some stuff that was already up and out there.
1: So you have, um, Beginning to advance classes and live stream classes, so you have recorded material on your uh, pre-recorded material on your on your app website, and then also live stream classes that people can take as well.
0: I do, I do. So I have a program called Vinyasa Vault. Uh, vault is in like a safe vault, not a vault of lightning. Um, and on that, there's I think we have now over 120 uh, pre-recorded yoga videos, meditations, breath works. Um, and tutorials that are on the site uh, and then i also do live stream classes uh six days a week and i will say like the live stream stuff like people need or they 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 like that aspect of knowing that i have to show up at four o'clock for this even if it's on the computer or it's live or it's on zoom or whatever like that like it does make a difference versus just you know logging in and doing the program whenever you want there's some people that you know that they can do that and you know, they have that 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 dedication that they can just, you know, go onto the computer and, and log in and use the program when they want to. But a, a lot of other people like that accountability factor of knowing like, oh, the class starts at four PM. I need to make sure that I show up and, and let's make sure that I have my Zoom camera on so the instructor can see me. And um I, and, and, and that was something that I wasn't that I really wasn't necessarily expecting. And on top of that I wasn't expecting the to be able to feel the energy of a class. If I'm just teaching it at my house, that was a total, like, I, I had no idea how big of a, like, that I was going to be able to feel that. And I'm so grateful that I can, because there isn't an, an energy that you can feel through the screen when I'm teaching that I was able to feel when I teach in a, you know, a live class, it's not necessarily the same, but there is a similarity versus just going in and filming something and then having it on there available that you don't have. if you know, you don't have that audience.
1: Um, Anyone who's listening to this podcast is so sick of me bringing this up, but I am a Barry's bootcamp addict. I started many, many, many years ago when Barry himself used to teach the classes and there were only two locations and I, I, yep. That was me. West Hollywood. I was, I was, uh, I was in the the most destructive, worst place in my life. And I went to a therapist and the therapist said, um, you know, we need to put you on medication. And I was like, Nope. And I turned to exercise and I I started doing spin classes. I started doing yoga. I started doing uh, meditation classes. I started doing Barry's boot camp and it changed my life. It just changed my ability to the way um, I saw myself. But they are all online as well. And I show up every morning. Like that's the thing. I get up. I know I got a 645 class. Sometimes I do two in a row. Um, I've, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm of course working with what I have which are sand weights. So of yeah. course this morning, oh my god, these damn weights are filled with sand because everything was sold out. You know, it was crazy when this all went down. So I have these sand weights and I'm I'm doing this uh bench press on the ground and of course it happens. It has to happen. One of the little caps <laughs> pops off and sand is flying all – I'm like, ah, fuck, fuck. You know? You're
0: like, I'm getting so strong. These these weights feel like nothing anymore.
1: <laughs> I'm exploding <laughs> the sand out of them. Um, but no, there is something to that. I think that's powerful. Well, listen, this is how I normally – I wrap up these conversations with three questions. Don't worry. You know the answers to all of them. The easiest one comes first. Yes, yes, and no. Oh, excellent. Then I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh wait,
0: You gotta ask the question first. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: I was about to say, I'll see you in Mexico. No, okay. So, um, where do people find you online? Plug away. Talk about yourself.
0: All right. Uh, the easiest way to find me is just look up my name, JakeFurry uh, dot Last name is F E R R E. And then throughout there, you can find you know my online classes, live stream classes. Uh, easy ways to get a hold of me. My Instagram's on there, Facebook's on there. Uh, so everything is easy to find. Just look up my name online.
1: Question number two um, can be any answer you wanna give. You can just give an answer or you can explain. Who inspires you? Hmm.
0: Who doesn't inspire me? <laughs>
1: uh, a lot of
0: inspiration. I, I will say right now in this moment, I'm gonna say Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> which sounds really weird now that I say it out loud but uh, I I'm reading his autobiography right now and I and I, I just I'm really really enjoying it. I just started it today so that's why it's fresh in my mind and I was just like wow I think this guy is really cool I don't just know if it's just like his voice is just so captivating that you just I'm just I'm really enjoying his autobiography that he's I, I have it on audio so it's which anyone's gonna get it get it on audio so you can hear his voice um, and I don't, I don't know, that's the first person that came to my mind just because I'm, I'm really enjoying his book and his vulnerability and his, his authenticity right now in this moment is just, uh, I'd spent three hours on a hike today listening to it. So it's very, it's very fresh in my mind right now. So I'm like, Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> he's my hero.
1: <laughs> I love it. He got the biggest plug here today. Okay. So here's how we normally end the show. and again you can answer it any way you want um tell me something good
0: something good i what am i going to say that's really good right now my hikes my hikes have been really really good right now i have my schedule has slowed down a little bit with some clients already you know going town or being busy for for thanksgiving and whatnot but uh i've been spending a lot of time out on different hikes throughout this throughout la and there's so many out here, which I think is really wonderful that I haven't even been on some of them. Um, and I've been spending like two to three hours every day just walking the mountain and listening to different podcasts and 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 books and and audio stuff that's it's been a really wonderful thing right now for me.
1: Well, come up to Santa Barbara and I'll take you on the rattlesnake hike. It's between um two miles and twelve miles. I think it's twelve. Goes up to uh, five different waterfalls and they're all oh. flowing. And the best part of this hike was that we um, took, we have three dogs now, but we had two at the time. And my big lug, Mason, who's a big lab uh, mutt, and he's walking behind me. And it's called Rattlesnake Canyon because there rattlesnakes. are rattlesnakes. And out of nowhere, it happened so fast. This rattlesnake pokes his head from the brush. And Mason just, it was like slow motion. Mason oh. just turns back, like, oh, what are well, you? I they go nose to nose, and I'm, like, in slow motion going, no! And I've, like, got Mason by the rump, and the rattlesnake kisses Mason's nose with his tongue, and Mason licked the rattlesnake, <laughs> and the rattlesnake went flippity-flop back into the bush, and, and we're just oh my standing gosh. there. And that was it. That was it. That's an amazing just, story. And he's wagging, and Jim and I are standing there because we're always like, made a friend. did any – Did anyone else see this? Will anyone else believe this story (laughs) that our dog just made out Uh, with a rattlesnake? Because I was like, yeah, that flash of like, how the fuck am I going to carry a 75 pound dog four miles out of here? Yeah.
0: Rattlesnake whisperer. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's cool. I'm going to take you up on that. Anytime.
1: Anytime. Thank you, Jake, for sharing your good with us. Grab your yoga mat and experience all he has to offer at jakeferee.com. That's Jake com. And yes, you're all invited to come with us to Rattlesnake Canyon. And we'll now have a nice hike together and have some breathing and get bendy and who knows what else. Hopefully, no rattlesnakes. Next time on World Gone Good.
0: My husband and I founded... Vintage Pet Rescue. This started three years ago and basically we are a retirement home for senior dogs and hospice dogs. We've opened up our home and we now have 31 dogs currently living with us.
1: Yes, you did hear correctly. She did just say 31 dogs in her home, but for Kristen Peralta, it's just another day of the week at her amazing vintage pet rescue. Don't tell anyone, but she's living my dream, and I'm so excited to share her good with you on our very next episode. Until then, be good.